2: Our guest is Chetan Seth, Asia Pacific equity strategist at Nomura. I see from the notes that uh, the house view there is uh, inflation is going to be very sticky in the US and will hang around for a long time. The Fed has to stay aggressive. Uh, We've kind of heard that, I suppose, from the New Zealand Central Bank this morning and also from the Bank of Korea as voiced by the deputy governor. But the counter to that is that markets are, are sort of telling the central banks, you're behind us. Are you saying, and do you think, Chetan, that the markets are wrong? Uh,
1: well, um, you know, we've seen this episode before, right? If you remember back in June, they, we had a pretty much similar kind of a rally in stocks. Uh, our assessment is that the, the move in stocks we've seen over the last two days essentially driven from very extreme positioning uh, in the stock market and some other asset classes which have bearing on equity, so such as you know, people were very short 10y, uh, 10 10-year 10 bonds. You know, two-year treasuries. Uh, people were also long dollar. You know, these positions were quite extreme. So, what has happened over the last couple of days is there have been incrementally positive data points, which is just creating this excitement that maybe the Fed in the next few months may have may may actually pause. So, I think there's, there's a little bit of hope there. But in my view, uh, I think the Fed will still focus on actual data, i.e., uh, employment and inflation they would want to see at least two three data points which kind of supports their view that maybe they have to pause but we are not there yet so uh, you Mm -hmm. know it seems like um, this is just a short covering uh, rally based because the positioning was quite extreme
0: and their moves not enough in your view to avoid a downturn how deep a recession and, and how many economies are going to be dragged into this
1: Yes, that's the that's the other challenge, right? So, if our assessment is correct, I think we'll probably see a valuation reset happen in the next few weeks or months as we reach this peak inflation, peak hawkishness theme. Uh, the timing is obviously unclear to us, and then the next step from there would be EPS downgrades, which will be dependent on the timing, duration, and depth of the of the U.S. recession. So, our house view is that. Um, there, there is likely to be a US, a mile-long U.S. recession starting fourth quarter of 2022 until fourth quarter of 2023. And that as that happens, you may see a couple of uh, countries in Asia might also see a recession. So one country which could possibly see a recession in Asia, uh, that would be Korea.
0: I know we want to pick up on on what you were talking about in terms of some of the the, uh, headwinds for the global economy as well. But just in terms of what we've been seeing with some, I guess, upside for Asian stocks, there has been some supportive factors that buffer a lot of the volatility. Where are you seeing potential upside?
1: Um, Yeah, so, well, I think the short-term outlook is still fairly cautious given, you know, what's happening on the global front around Fed and locally it's China's zero-COVID strategy. But looking slightly beyond the short-term, medium-term, our argument is that there are still a lot of buffers Asian equities have, which uh, mean uh, that um, over the 12-month period, we may be able to eke out more, you know, kind of positive uh, outperformance. And some of these local buffers are that, you know, if you look at valuations in our part of the world, Uh, Generally speaking, most Asian equities are trading at valuation multiples, which are now below post-GFC average, with the only exception is really India. The valuations are a bit stretched. Allocations are generally on the lower side. Uh, Positioning is relatively light. Sentiment is quite low. I was marketing in Hong Kong last week. We met like 20 clients, you know, big fund houses. And, you know, with the exception of one investor, everyone, every investor has been cautious. So sentiment is quite low. And at the end of the day, uh, while we'll see possibly a recession in the West, U.S. and Europe, uh, in Asia, with the exception of Korea, most economies will see, will still see positive uh, real GDP growth, nominal GDP growth, and therefore earning growth. So th- those are some of the buffers. But of course, the short term is driven by uh, what happens on the global front.
2: The Hang Seng Index futures jump four and a half uh, percent, but as you say, very low valuations. And the tricky part is the pegged currency uh, with with the U.S. dollar, high interest rates in a place where you know they're in recession. Uh, so it, it makes it kind of tough. Um, but but it does it does show you when you get these kind of two day rallies that y- you can't really be completely out of markets. So you do have to sort of uh, ride through some of this. Um, so is that is that what you're hearing from investors, or are they so cautious they just say get me out?
1: Well, well it's it's very challenging to be honest and um I and I think it's more challenging for very short-term oriented investors like hedge funds um uh, because the room for underperformance there is really low. But my sense is that the long only investors, typically investors who have a fairly medium term outlook, you know, at least let's say 6-12 months or even beyond, I think some of these investors may be able to see through some of the short term volatility. So my suspicion is those guys might not be doing a lot. In fact, if they do share our you know kind of this cautious fundamental stance, I suspect some of these investors might be actually tempted to take uh, profits in this rally. As I said, the challenging part would be for hedge funds or short term, you know, macro guys who really have to, uh, you know, catch these rallies because the room for underperformance is, is really low.
0: We're looking very closely at OPEC Plus considering their biggest production cut since 2020 and whether or not that reduction will actually have an impact on actual supplies. Do you think that they will? it will be enough rather to revive the oil rally?
1: yeah to be honest i don't have strong views there whether uh, you know this you know people are speculating around 2 million um, um, barrels of, of production cut whether it will be enough to move oil prices higher because i think there are lots of cross currents for oil you know one is clearly you know what happens with china's zero covid strategy going forward and then yeah. really global issues like you know the recession in the west so what 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 would be interesting is let's say if we do see oil prices go up and you know sustain at higher level that could be another kind of headwind for Asian equities uh, specifically the big net importers uh, in yeah. Asia you know with the okay. of uh, you know yeah
2: yeah you mentioned you don't have that strong of views on that but you were mentioning before uh, the break that uh, what you'd need to see uh, to turn more positive could you finish those thoughts.
1: Well, so for me, the moderation definition is if we see core CPI month on month and or core PCE month on month around 0.2 percent for, let's say, at least two to three data points, consecutive data points, I suspect the market might come to this narrative that inflation, Mm -hmm. annualized inflation is indeed uh, slowing 0.2 translates to around 2.4 percent. So that's that's the idea.
0: All right, Chetan. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Chetan Seth, Asia Pacific Equity Strategist at Nomura.